You're listening to episode 40 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurities. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Hi folks, how are you doing? It is definitely autumn here, now in London. The clocks have gone back. There's been the first big frost. And as you might be able to hear in my voice, I've got my first cold of the season. Lucky me. So I apologise about any bunged upness during this recording today. If you've been following me over on Instagram, you'll have been keeping updated with the nail-bitingly exciting process of me growing my pumpkin squash over the last couple of months. And along with it, my ongoing battle with Slugwatch and the slimy little creatures eating everything. (laughs) I know you've all been waiting on the edge of your seats for news and I am sad to report that a slug has chomped a cavern into the poor pumpkin right before it was ready to harvest. Typical. (laughs) I'm going to try my best, however, to save as much as I can and still make something of it, whether I carve it or whether I can make some sort of curry or something. Um, I'm going to see if I can. To stay updated with the situation, then do come and follow me over on Instagram at Katri Barrett if you aren't doing so already. I've been taking things a little bit easy the last couple of days having had this cold. And I know I'm not alone in often being guilty of powering through when I need to pause. And that is actually the perfect segue into what I want to talk to you about today. And that is burnout. Described by the World Health Organization as the health epidemic of the 21st century, burnout is a modern day disease that is becoming more and more common, particularly for millennial professionals. So today I'm going to be exploring what burnout actually is, how you can look out for the symptoms within yourself And the best ways that you can prevent it. Because like with everything, prevention is our best option rather than waiting until something is broken to fix it. First things first, what do I mean by burnout? It's a phrase you have probably all heard because it is being spoken about a lot more due to the fact that more and more people are going to their doctors and being signed off work because of it. Although it it has been around since the 70s, it was first coined by psychologist Herbert Freudenberger, who defined the condition as an alarming state of physical, emotional and mental exhaustion caused by experiencing chronic stress over long periods of time. When it was first described by Freudenberger in the 70s, hardly anyone knew what it was, let alone experienced it. However, nowadays, it is a global phenomenon with around 600,000 people suffering from work-related stress within the UK in 2018. 
And that's just the numbers that were recorded. I think, in reality, those numbers are much higher. How many people do you know that have taken time off work because they just needed a break? Maybe you have yourself. But they haven't felt comfortable in being able to tell the truth as to why they've taken the time off. Maybe they end up saying that it was due to a cold or an upset stomach, when in actual fact it was because they were feeling unable to cope with going to work and facing the demands of their day. Characteristics of burnout include being overly cynical and having a negative view of yourself, the world, and in particular your job. A job that perhaps you once loved, you then become completely disillusioned with. Feelings of lethargy and pure exhaustion that don't go away even when you're well rested and after 12 hours sleep. These are all signs of burnout. The World Health Organization now classifies burnout as a disease and describes it as a syndrome linked to being overworked and consisting of three elements. And those are feelings of exhaustion, mental detachment from one's job, and a decline in an individual's performance at work. Now, I don't think burnout discriminates and therefore is not only a concern for professionals. I think the reality is that we are all so plugged into our phones and technology and putting pressure on ourselves by comparing every aspect of our lives to other people that most people are living beyond their means, be that emotionally, physically or mentally. Stress can become burnout when it is chronic, meaning your body is in the stress state for excessive periods of time rather than short bursts of stress. For example, if you're feeling tired, disconnected or anxious because it's directly linked to a specific work deadline then that would probably fall under the category of stress because there's an end point to it. Whereas if you're in a continuous state where you feel like you can't face going into work, you're disconnecting from your life or feel unable to cope with your workload, then that could mean that burnout is on the horizon or perhaps already a reality. I think it's useful here to just remind ourselves what the stress response actually is. It's triggered when we are faced with a threat or something we perceive as a threat. It doesn't actually have to be a real thing we're faced with. It could just be something we have thought of. For example, you could remember a time when you got fired from a job and you couldn't pay rent. And this could trigger the stress response for you. When this stress response, aka fight or flight, is turned on, it releases hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. And these hormones, in the short term, help us be in the best position to get away from danger or fight the danger we are faced with. Obviously, back in the day, this would be to fight a saber-toothed tiger or get the hell out of there as quickly as possible. Whereas in our modern lifestyles, where the daily dangers we're faced with are very different, it means that the cortisol release can help our brains focus more clearly on the task at hand. And the adrenaline can give us the energy boost to get it done in time to meet the deadline. So stress isn't all bad. And I think it's important to remind ourselves of that. However, if that deadline 
comes and goes and you still perceive a threat and that response stays switched on, it can potentially be really damaging to your health and eventually cause burnout. Our bodies and minds are not designed to live continuously in this state. Think of an engine. If you're in the wrong gear, driving down the motorway at 100 miles an hour in first gear, eventually you'll wear out the engine of your car because it will overheat and fry itself. And as you can tell, I know a lot about engines and frying itself is a very technical term. But you get the picture. Someone experiencing burnout might find themselves using escapism habits more often, such as drinking more to wind down, shopping as a little pick-me-up, or in some cases craving sugar. Other symptoms are feeling totally overwhelmed by your responsibilities at work or at home, and wanting to call in sick because you feel you can't cope. There might be a continuous sense of dread lingering in the back of your mind, and a feeling like your life lacks meaning, substance and direction. Some people will even get physical symptoms such as chest pains, breathlessness, problems sleeping and headaches and lots of other things. If this is the case, it is really, really important to go and get these checked by your doctor. If hearing all of these things makes you concerned that you or a loved one or a colleague is experiencing burnout, then the first step would be to go to your GP. If you're finding yourself feeling hopeless, irritable and disconnected to the point that it's affecting your daily life and it feels as though every day is a bad day, then it is really important to seek professional help. Burnout isn't something that will just go away on its own. And when the underlying causes that are contributing to this sense of exhaustion aren't addressed, the symptoms are only going to get worse. And they can have a hugely, a hugely detriment effect on your health, as well as your relationships and your career. The good news is, however, that we can all prevent ourselves from burning out, even if you feel like you might already be heading in that direction. The best way to prevent burnout is to cultivate the things that keep us well when you are well. And that is so important. It's so much easier to prevent something than it is to fix something. So at taking action when we are in a good place is so much easier than taking action when we are in a bad place, mentally or physically, whatever it is. We all know that if we're feeling a bit down or anxious or if we're ill, like I have now, a cold, it's much harder to do those things that are good for us, those healthy habits, whatever that means and whatever that looks like for us as individuals, than it is to do those things when we feel good. Think back to that example of a car. It is a lot more simple to ensure you've changed the oil and you're in the right gear to prevent the engine burning out than it is to fix it when it has done so, let alone the cost of doing so. What would be the cost to your relationships, to your job and your health if you were to burn out? We can all work on preventing burnout by consciously cultivating habits that enable us to manage our stress levels. We shouldn't fear stress. In short bursts, it can be incredibly useful 
to help us study for exams or deliver a really good pitch. But in order to ensure it stays within the realm of being healthy, we need to manage it. Stress management should be a part of all of our lives. And this is what I help so many of my clients with who come to me heading towards burnout. Together, we unpick what is making them stressed, why it is doing so, and create a strategy and harness healthy habits that can help them change this going forward so that they are reconnected and feeling passionate about their lives and are living more aligned with their purpose as well as being more resilient to the stresses that they're faced with, whatever they might be. I firmly believe in a holistic approach. So looking at mindset, as well as using meditation, breathwork and things like mindfulness to find space, calm and clarity. I want to introduce a concept inspired by MHFA England's stress container to you that you can use to help yourself with this. I call it your stress barrel. I want you to picture one of those old-fashioned wooden barrels, like from a, a pirate ship, but without the lid at the top. And imagine that it's got a tap at the bottom. I want you to visualize that all of the stresses of your everyday life, like running late for work, deadlines, a sick family member, whatever it is, flow into the barrel through the top, And the tap at the bottom represents your helpful coping strategies. So helpful coping strategies for you might be things like going on a walk, yoga, exercising or spending time with a particular friend. Your coping tap helps by letting stress out of the barrel. However, if you don't have um, helpful coping strategies in place or you are failing or falling into unhelpful coping strategy sort of habits, such as over-drinking or sleeping too much or too little, then the tap can become blocked. When we don't have this healthy outlet for our stress, the barrel will overflow because we often have limited control over stresses coming in. We can't control what life throws at us. We can't stop or control deadlines, the train being late or other people's behaviour. When the barrel overflows, that is when problems like not sleeping well, snapping at loved ones or colleagues or binge eating on donuts may arise. As we all know, things like this tend to end up contributing to us being caught in a vicious cycle with the making us feel more stressed. In order to maintain a healthy flow of stress in and releasing it out of your barrel, you need to ensure that you're practicing helpful coping strategies. So what do these look like for you? Perhaps it's about delegating responsibilities to other people ensuring that you take a lunch break where you get outside and get some fresh air. Maybe it's about scheduling regular meetings with your boss to check in. Think about what helps you release. And also, it's really important to acknowledge and admit to ourselves what our unhealthy coping habits are. 
Maybe it's that bottle of wine after a busy day that makes you then sleep badly and feel extra anxious the next day. Is it using your credit card to buy clothes you can't afford, which only adds to your financial stresses? Is it your mindset standing in your own way? Do you tell yourself that you have to work or uh, you have to work at the weekends or that you're not good enough and therefore you can't ask for help at work because you might get fined out as an imposter? If that's the case, then perhaps it means you need to work on your self-belief and confidence within the workplace. And in order to remove stress in that area, it'd be a good thing to work on. And this is when life coaching can be really helpful to reframe any limiting beliefs, feeding those fears and that are keeping you stuck and within the realm of not feeling good enough. We live in a time where we are constantly plugged into technology and switched on with little to no time where we allow ourselves to do nothing and unplug. Being busy is worn like a badge of honour and we're all plagued by inefficient multitasking, trying to do a million different things at once. If we want to prevent ourselves from burning out, we need to prioritise time where we unplug ourselves. Take time out for you, away from screens, away from scrolling through social media, away from work emails, to-do lists, the needs of others, and just enjoy doing nothing. I recently spoke to journalist Amy Lawrenson for Rituals magazine about the Dutch practice of Nixon, and I think that's really relevant here. Nixon is the art of doing nothing. Differentiating from mindfulness, which is where you're trying to trying to be present and to stop your mind from wandering, when practicing Nixon, you allow your mind to go off to wherever it pleases. Too often, we try to fill the gaps in our days, whether that's on a train during our commute, waiting for a friend to turn up to dinner, or in between clients. We automatically reach for our phones. Do you do this? But what? If you instead just paused and let go of all the shoulds that you're putting on yourself and allowed your imagination to take you to wonderful places. Give doing nothing a go. Stare out of a window and watch the world go by. Gaze at your bedroom ceiling or look around on your busy commute instead of reaching for your phone. It's in these moments that we learn the most about ourselves and what we want and what we need. Unplug from the world in order to plug back in to yourself. Two more things that you can do to help prevent yourself sliding down that slippery slope heading for burnout is to keep a stress journal and to develop your awareness of what causes you stress and therefore the potential triggers of burnout. These would be slightly different for all of us as we all have varying capacities for handling stress. Our stress barrels are all different sizes for various reasons. Things like genetics we were born with, our thinking and coping styles, our environments and our social skills all contribute to making us more or less vulnerable to experiencing burnout. Potential causes of burnout that might cause that stress barrel to end up overflowing 
would be things like a lack of a lack of support and that might be an unsupportive boss or a colleague or perhaps your partner during a particularly challenging time within your personal life if your work or the way that you're living is misaligned with your individual core values and what you believe in then this could also lead to inner conflict which for some people will take them to burnout The one that I kind of think is most obvious, yet still is so common, is not taking a break. Do you feel guilty when you take a break? Do you feel like you shouldn't or you can't, that you'll fall behind in your career or your colleagues and boss will judge you for doing so? It ties into what I was just saying about the importance of unplugging and removing the ridiculous concept that if you're not busy, you are not being productive and are therefore lacking in some way. We all need to set ourselves healthy boundaries when it comes to this. And listen back to episode 23, uh, no, 29 on and hear more about how you can do this and set boundaries for yourself. Taking a break, whether that's five minutes during a particularly challenging task, making your lunch break non-negotiable, or not working at the weekends, or perhaps, God forbid, even going on holiday, is imperative for ensuring long-term, sustainable success. In order to be successful, we need to be healthy. What is the point of going 100 miles per hour and burning out that engine? You will not achieve your goals unless you look after yourself in the process. Or you'll be so mentally and physically exhausted or emotionally drained when you reach or achieve your goals that you're not going to give a crap or be able to enjoy that big seven-bedroomed house because there'll be no loved ones left around to enjoy it with you because you've perhaps pushed them away in the process. Burnout can cause irreversible and sometimes life-threatening symptoms. So I implore you all to take action now to help prevent yourself from heading towards that place. If you already feel that you might be heading there, then some practical things you can start doing today to help yourself get back on your feet and reverse the symptoms are things like delegating some of your responsibilities to others. That might look like um, letting go of some control and trusting an assistant with doing some tasks. Perhaps it's asking a partner for help. Maybe it's hiring a cleaner for a few hours a week so that you don't have to worry about housework and not letting yourself feel guilty for doing so. If you don't feel like you're being valued or heard at work, perhaps scheduling a meeting to discuss ways that you could add more autonomy to your role. If it turns out that isn't possible and your job is so misaligned with your personal values, perhaps it is time to look for another position that would be a better fit for you. Lastly, and most importantly, take stock of your lifestyle. Are you getting enough sleep? Is it good quality sleep? If not, what can you do to improve it? Maybe putting your phone in a different room, having a no screen policy one hour before bed or not drinking alcohol for at least three nights a week. If you're doing, if your kind of exercise at the moment is doing five HIIT trainings a week and you're feeling really stressed, maybe it's worth experimenting with doing, switching things up a little bit and doing things like yin yoga and some relaxation classes. 
And remember, keep that stress diary and record what it is making you feel stressed each day, why it is, and this will then help you identify your triggers. When you know your triggers, you can then work to overcome them. In order to maintain that healthy flow of stress into your barrel and being able to release it through the tap of helpful coping habits, you need to identify these. What helps your stress barrel drain and what fills your wellness container up? Remember that short periods of feeling stressed are normal and healthy, but if you feel continuously overwhelmed and depleted to a point that you are disconnected and disillusioned from your work or life, ask for help. Go to your GP if you think you're at the stage of burnout or if you don't think you're quite there yet, but worry that you might be if you don't take action and make some changes, then do reach out to me and let's book a discovery call which is completely free, where we can just talk through different ways and explore things that you could do to manage it better, manage all your stress levels better, and to find more calm and clarity for yourself. Share this episode with a friend or a colleague who's having trouble coping and is dealing with a lot of pressure at the moment. And help other people discover the podcast by leaving a rating and review. It really, really helps and I would hugely appreciate it. The more people we have joined the Curiosity Club, the more free content I can create for you. Until next time, stay curious.